0: Hi, this is Ray Edwards from rayedwards.com, and you're listening to one of the very few podcasts that I personally never miss. It's Christ is All with Frank Viola.
1: How about those nagging questions? Should I get married? Should I not get married? Should I take this job? Should I wear these clothes? Should I buy that car? Should I buy that house? Should I rent? should I do well today you can relax we 're going to help you find the will of God. My guest today has written a sixty page book that 'll help you find the will of God for your life. This is the best book i 've ever read on the will of God. Hands down. I'm not saying that because he's my guest today. I'm saying that because he is my guest today, and that's why he's here. Because I believe that if you write it short, keep it succinct, and give the people the answers that they need, they're going to read it, memorize it, and continue going on in the flow of God. And I welcome today to Christian Interviews Frank Viola and his brand new book, Rethinking. The
2: Will of God. Frank, thank you for
1: joining us for Christian Interviews today.
2: Oh, it's my pleasure, Jim. I appreciate the opportunity.
1: Well, it's a very provocative question. I probably heard that question, I've been a Christian 31 years, I probably heard it every single day of my life. <laughs> yes. What is the will of God for my life, especially me, myself, and I, and we all go through all the scripture verses and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Why do people suffer with this? What's the deal with Christians? Why can't we just get over it?
2: Well, you know, it, it's one of the great plagues uh, for us as Christians in the sense that finding God's will is a mystery, and for many of us it's a huge struggle. I think part of the reason why it is such a struggle is in the fact that we're given one particular approach to the will of God, Jim, and that approach is that the will of God is as narrow as a train track. And basically, it is upon us to read the signs, interpret the signs, decipher the inward impressions, and put it all together. And if we miss it, oh boy, we're in big trouble, because the will of God is very narrow like a train track. And part of the reason why I wrote this book is because I have met so many Christians throughout my Christian life who are in absolute agony over whether or not they missed God's will.
1: Oh, Frank, I'm one.
2: Oh, hey, <laughs> well, I was I, one too as a I'll young believer. <laughs> I'll be
1: honest. I, I, I'm one. You know, I, I read, even reading your book, you still kind of go, God, and then you re- then you have to remember. That's why I love this book. It's so short. You just go back and you remember what you read. <laughs> right. Because it's, it's like this innate... Mm -hmm. You say that so wonderfully because when we were young Christians, we heard those messages, didn't we?
2: Absolutely. Well, the thing about it is that the problem is that we are taught that the will of God is like a narrow train track. And God has a very, very narrow will for every one of us. And that immediately puts us under pressure because we think that every decision that comes into our life, we had better find the mind of God on it else we're going to run into problems. But the fact of the matter is, and this is one of the main points of the book, and I show this scripturally, and I also show it in real life situations, because I have never met a person, Jim that actually lives their life as if God's will is like a train track in every decision they will ever make. For example, I've been to uh, lunch and dinner and breakfast with many Christians and I've never met one who stopped and asked the Lord to show them what they're supposed to order for (laughs) that particular meal, uh, or what they're supposed to put on that morning when they go to work. And so if we step back from that, we say, well, this doctrine that the will of God encompasses every single decision we'll ever make, that it's so narrow in that it's like a train track, and if you miss it, you're going to be in big trouble, nobody really lives like that. And so consequently, one of the major points of the book, Jim, is that I show scripturally that the will of God is not like a train track, it's like a parking lot.
1: Yeah, that was my next question. What do you mean a <laughs> Uh, you know, when you first started talking about that in the book, i that was a very provocative question. Yeah. What do you mean, parking lot? Give us a little information about
2: that. Okay, well, if I can just uh, sum up, and of course, you know, the book is very short. I
1: have uh, many, many versions of the Bible on my computer, and I found myself looking in between everything because it is that
2: Oh, good. absolutely. Well, one of the things is in that I uh, reference scores of scriptures, and so consequently the reader can verify everything i say but getting back to the question of a parking lot think about a parking lot Okay, basically the idea is that you have choices Mm -hmm. If I drive into a a restaurant, I'm faced with a parking lot, and I have various parking spaces that I can park my car in. And under the law, we're just looking at human law, it's perfectly appropriate for me to park in any space. Now, there are, of course, some limitations. I can't park in a handicapped space (laughs) if I'm not handicapped, and I can't park outside the parking lot. Because if I'm off on a curb, or I'm out in the street, or I'm on the grass, well, then that, of course, is outside the parking lot. And God's will, Jim, is very much like that. He gives his people lots of room to choose among many different decisions. Now, of course, you know, uh, one decision may be outside the parking lot, okay, and that would be outside of God's will for example, uh, if I'm going to take a job, well, if I take a job uh, I'm offered a job to be a drug dealer, well, that's outside (laughs) the parking lot. But I can choose Within many different choices, I can make a choice. I, I have many options before me that are within the perfect will of God for me, and this really liberates the believer. And again, I'm, I point this out scripturally. I give many, many examples in both the New Testament and the Old Testament that God gives His people choice, just as parents give their children choices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we have to remember that God is a Father, and He's not a Father that is, is one who just kind of lays out this detailed blueprint, and, okay, this is what you're going to wear every day. This is what you're going to do here. This is the decision you're going to make here. He's not like that. In fact, what the Lord is really after is to develop His children in maturity where they think like He does. right? And they make decisions based upon the same principles that He, he operates on. And so there's a lot of liberty in that, Jim. And I have I've had many people say to me, Frank, I wish I read your book, you know, ten years ago or fifteen years ago. You don't know how many opportunities I missed, exactly that God had given me, but because I didn't get a you know a wiggly feeling in my tummy, or I didn't have any kind of quote unquote confirmation, or I didn't open up the Bible that day and. When right, I put my it, finger in, there was, it didn't go to a verse that confirmed it, that I wasn't sure if I was going to miss God's will, so I said no to it.
1: <laughs> so I hate to cut you off there, Frank, but that is so true, that we yeah. do that as Christians. We miss golden opportunities, and that's one of the things I relaxed in and said, Oh, gosh, how many opportunities that I just didn't feel or sense? or believe that this was the will of God so I better pass that up and you you, may, you make some great points in the book about that uh, but I, and the other reason why I cut you off is this is a 12 um, minute segment and we've got to take a break here pretty soon so I want to get another a real quick question in. and it's just simply this the word of God says to us that uh train up a child in the way that it should go and it will not depart from it yeah. in that word in the word it should go bent the natural inclination god has put in this child yeah the the, the it's natural desires its natural thing do we constantly try to read outside of that is that what we constantly do? We don't believe that God has put this in us, or we don't believe that God really wants us to do this?
2: Well, I think that's a big part of it. The fact of the matter is, as you grow as a Christian, what should be happening is we should, we should be getting away from this mentality where we are like an infant or, or a toddler saying, Mommy, can I eat this? Mommy, can I wear this? Daddy, can I um, watch this TV show right now? That's childhood. And that's immaturity. But um, as we teach our children, and as they grow, and as they develop, what's supposed to happen is they're supposed to make their own decisions, but those decisions are to reflect and uh, come out of the teaching and the training that we have given them. So consequently, all parents want their children, as they grow older, to make their own decisions, but they want them to make wise decisions. And our Heavenly Father is the same way. There's a passage in the Old Testament, and I expound on it in the book, Jim. It's about the mule. And the Lord says, uh, Don't be like the mule who has to be pulled to the left and to the right and told to go here and there. He says, Have understanding. Mm-hmm. And know which way you're supposed to go. And so consequently, there's a great liberty in knowing that the Lord expects us to make wise decisions. And just like a parking lot, many, many opportunities, many options are within the will of God. And quite honestly, the Lord would okay a number of them. You know, as long as they were in the parameters of his moral guidance, you know?
1: without a doubt, I agree with that. And that's the thing that freed me up the most, is we don't want to go back to childish things. We want to go forward into the things that God has already trained us into. If you just joined us, we're talking to Frank Viola. The name of the book is Rethinking the Will of God. You're listening to Christian Interviews today. I'm your host for today's program. My name is Jim Zimmer. And, Frank, before we go on this break, we've got to go really quickly. You can get this book on FrankViola.com. Just... Type that in. It'll send you right to his book list, and you can get a lot of other information, too. We'll give you more. I also want to talk about what about outward witnesses and inward witnesses of God. Do they play any part? Stay tuned. You're listening to Christian Interviews today. We'll be back right after this quick timeout. Stay tuned, everyone. Hello, and welcome back to Christian Interviews today. I'm your host for today's program. I'm Jim Zimmer. My guest today is Frank Viola. The name of the book is Rethinking the Will of God. Frank, aside from this book, I just want to touch on a couple of your your other books. Oh, by the way, if you want to get one of his books, just get FrankViola.com on your computer, and i will show you all his books. It's FrankViola.com. You uh, want to rethink a few things.
2: I think as Christians, we have been fed a lot of tradition. Yes. And so consequently, Jesus said to the Pharisees of his day, you know, you err because of your tradition. A lot of times our traditions guide our understanding of Scripture. And so consequently, rethinking the will of God takes a whole new look at the will of God, a new look at the Scripture. And the end result, Jim, is that Christians are just liberated in this area, and they're given Mm -hmm. wisdom. And there is a real need for wisdom in the Lord's house today.
1: The cancer in the church is religion. And most people don't believe they're involved in religion. Yeah,
2: That's absolutely. the real trouble.
1: And absolutely. if you don't believe that you have that problem, then you're just propagating the problem that's within you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we do have to just really rethink what we've been taught and what we've been going through. Are we going through the same traditional things? I've read a lot of books about the will of God, short, long, and everything else. And you use freedom and revelation of the Word of God. It is so much Mm. Better for the christian they they actually read that and understand that. do you feel like when you're writing it that God is trying to get that point across to people? It's simpler than you think,
2: yeah, well, absolutely, and not only that, but I think a lot of the books at least have that have passed through my hands, Jim, on the will of God, have just basically been regurgitations of the same thing that well, we really hear amazing. all the time. you know if you want to find God's will, pray, read your Bible, and that's right. <laughs> you know, and then others may add to it. Follow your inward impressions and interpret the outward signs. Well,
1: let's talk about that then, because that led me to my next question. Great segue. Uh, Mm -hmm. I want to ask you about that. What about the outward signs and the inward witness? Do we just throw that out the window?
2: Well, that's a good question, and here's the thing. When somebody is faced with a decision, the temptation is to just run with one particular evidence leading us into that particular decision. I have watched Christians make the dumbest mistakes, and I am sitting here as a witness to this, <laughs> to myself. I have made some of the most ridiculous decisions in my early Christian life because I had an inward impression, Jim, or because it was an outward sign, but you know what? it wasn't wise it didn't fit the criteria of wisdom and we have a god who operates by wisdom it's not just the inward impression it's not just the outward sign but we also have the scripture too and so consequently all those things need to move together and this is one of the things i bring up in the book we have an indwelling lord we have an indwelling spirit and there's certainly the leadership of the holy spirit but the holy spirit is wise he doesn 't make stupid decisions, and I point this out in the in the New Testament. I show in the book how the early writers of the first century, the apostles, appealed to wisdom so much, and really we find that they 're basically two two aspects to god 's will. One is his moral will, and he has revealed that to us in the Scripture, and our spirit bears witness to that. For example, it is the moral will of God that a husband don't beat his wife, okay, for example. I mean, that's real simple, no-brainer. Okay, now how do I know that? Well, one way I know that is I can look in the Scripture and I can see that husbands are to love their wives. But there's a higher way, and that is that internally I have the Spirit of Jesus Christ, and instinctually, Jim, I know that that would grieve the Lord You, you don't have to throw a Bible verse at me I know inwardly because the Lord lives in me that would contradict his will but on the other hand what about when it comes to taking a job well you know the Lord may say to me and he often does you know what as long as you're not robbing banks or doing anything that will violate my moral will it's your choice but they're wise choices and they're foolish choices And this gets back to this issue of maturity. Children, you know, when they're young, we basically tell them everything that they're supposed to do. But when they get older, we give them more responsibility, Jim, and that's a sign of maturity. They have more responsibility. They can make their own decisions. We just hope that their decisions are in line with the training we've given them. Mm -hmm. So basically, it's just a matter of cutting those lines when it comes to... How the Lord leads us. And I think in many denominations and in many traditions, we're never taught about this area of wisdom. We're never taught that the Lord actually lays out many options for us. And, you know, the Lord's a person. And in some areas, He has strong feelings about. and in other areas, well, I don't care if you wear a red shirt or a green shirt, you know. Right.
1: right. I agree with <laughs> uh,
2: you. There's just a lot of liberation in it. And as I said before, I've met so many Christians that have missed so many wonderful opportunities that the Lord and His sovereign will had given them. But because they were so under pressure, to get that word from God, or to right. get that feeling, right. that they went ahead and said no. And here it was in blinking red light, you know, exactly. go ahead and choose this way.
1: Well, that's why that's why uh, Christian interviews is where it's at, and why I keep doing it is because I just like it. I enjoy it. People like to be interviewed. I mean, yes, the Lord did express that he, he, he wanted me to do this, but mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. I just keep doing it because I enjoy it. Yep, And I think if people would realize that, that's why I got back to the Scripture verse earlier, and that's why this book made so much sense to me, is that I, I'm stooped in, in religion. So you got to kind of break through Oh, that. absolutely. You know, Definitely. You, and you got to believe that God has already given you gifts within you that He can express through you. Just give Him the avenue. Absolutely. And you're going to make mistakes, just like you say in the book. We're going to still make mistakes. But you and know we learn
2: from those mistakes.
1: Exactly. But God does want us to be mature, and I love that part about the book. You know, unfortunately, this is only a half-hour show. We could talk for hours. I know there's people out (laughs) there. You know, Frank, I know there's people out there that want to read this book, so I want to give you your website before I give you another question. It's frankviola.com, right?
2: Yes, sir, and that's spelled F R A N K, V as in Victor, I as in Ice. O is in Ocean, L is in l- Lucy, and A is in Anna.com.
1: <laughs> okay, we only got a few minutes, so I want to give you a, another question just to kind of help people out a little bit so they will get a little information today before they read your book. Uh, God wants to speak to every single one of us, doesn't he,
2: Frank? Oh, absolutely. The Lord still speaks today. There's no question about it.
1: So why do we need somebody else telling us what to do all the time?
2: <laughs> well, you know what? That question cuts a number of different ways. One way is we have been taught that we need a human being a human mediator to reveal god's will to us why is but this, that but well it's this goes way back till about the 4th century under constantine when the clergy was erected but the new testament teaches us jim that every christian is a priest and every christian is a minister and that's not just rhetoric the reality is is that in the first century the first century church every christian functioned in their gatherings every christian shared the lord with one another encouraged one another and they did this in their church services and at that time it was not called a church service it was simply a meeting of the church And I have written an entire book that rethinks the way we do church today. And the book is very popular among Christians today. And the main response I get to that book, Jim, is this. Frank, you have put into words what we have felt for 20 years Mm -hmm. going to church on Sunday morning. We knew that there was something wrong. We knew that there was something more. We knew that there was something missing, but we didn't have the language to describe what it is. This book nailed it to a wall. And basically what the book does is it compares and contrasts the early church, the church that we read about in our New Testament, and it compares and contrasts it to the modern church. And it is a shocker.
1: One of the things and the reason why I kind of teased with that is because that also leads into the book that you're just now uh, written, Rethinking the Will of God. If Absolutely. We're always wondering, it's got to come from the pulpit, and that must be it then yep. we're not thinking that God is working through us and telling us what's going on in our life. That, Absolutely. I, I thought so. Frank, I could talk, like I said, I could talk to you forever. we only got about a minute and a half here before we have to go, but I just want to recap a couple of things. Rethinking the will of God. God really wants to work in your life. He really does want to give you freedom, right?
2: Amen. Amen. A lot of liberty in the will of God, a proper understanding of it, a lot of bondage in not understanding it properly, unfortunately.
1: That's so true. And the second thing is is that not only that, but God is willing to give you the wisdom that you need. You don't have to suffer, right?
2: Amen. That's I, right.
1: I just yeah, I just got so much out of this book. Folks, I hope that you get a lot out of this book. And also, there's other books in there. Before I ask Frank my final question, it's his website is frankviola.com. If you're going to leave anybody with one parting thing, what would it be?
2: Well, it would be to rethink everything you've been taught in the light of God's Word. We are all responsible to follow the Lord according to the light that He has given us. And there are a lot of things that we have learned, and they're rooted in tradition, not in Scripture, not in truth. And we all have a responsibility to ask some questions, not to take everything at face value. And that would be the main thing I would say, especially if you're a Christian that's hungry, and you know that there must be more.
0: Hi, Fun Seekers. I hope you enjoyed the interview. If you're already subscribed to my blog, then you have received or you will be receiving next month a free copy of my book, Rethinking the Will of God, Revised. And if this podcast has ministered to you, I would really encourage you to share the link with your friends, especially those who are in their 20s and 30s, who are agonizing over the will of God for their life, whether it be in the area of relationships careers, occupation, ministry, investments, etc. Let them listen to it. Let them know that they can get the book for free. All they have to do is go to frankviola.org forward slash subscribe. frankviola.org forward slash subscribe. Once they subscribe to the blog, they will get a free copy of Rethinking the Will of God revised at the very beginning of the month after they subscribe. This book has helped so many people based on the comments, but I want every Christian to have a copy and to benefit from it. Until next time, be good.